we're going to look into the um, witnesses of the resurrection Bible study this week, um, being this is the uh, Easter weekend coming up. Um, resurrection is a, is a hot topic in a lot of Christian churches, and we, of course, believe in the resurrection. That's our greatest hope. In fact, Paul told the church probably a fairly thorough uh, um, uh, chapter to review this week about the resurrection, or I should say the chronological order of it, is the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Paul goes into great detail um, trying to help us to understand what's going on, who's first, who's second, and all of that business. And so it's very, 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 very um, helpful to understand that. Um, and he made a statement there. He said that if, if this life was it, you know, basically is what he said, he said we could become very, very, very miserable people. But we know this isn't it. And even if it was, I heard a guy one time say that he said even if Christianity wasn't real, it's great. Um, but it is. And so um, it, there's no question about it. I mean, it, yes, I don't know if he was an atheist or not. But nevertheless, I, I do. I believe living this life is, is really is what keeps this whole world together. Amen. And so I'm anticipating that. The church is always done that. God has always put us on front street so that we could uh, show the world, praise God, that there is a better way in Jesus' name. But as we meander through this, we might look at a few of the stories um, that are presented um, about the resurrection. Um, you can cover them in every one of the Gospels, Matthew 28, 1 and 2, Mark 16, 1 and 2, Luke 24, 1 and 2, and then John 20 and 1, all deal with that, that those first a few uh, first hour or whatever it was in the beginning of the day of the resurrection or what I should put it this way when when the ladies uh, the ladies went to the to the tomb um, their intention was to um, um, uh, to 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 help or I guess wrap him up or whatever the case is uh, one of the places it discusses the fact that when they as they were going there they were just saying who's going to roll the stone um, away and, um, of course, when they got there, you know, the stone was already rolled away, and, um, and, and they, could, um, they could view some things in Jesus' name. Let me begin uh, tonight with some scripture tonight in, in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verses number 1, 15 and 1. Paul, of course, again, trying to help us to understand what this thing is really all about. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which... I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. It says, by which also you are saved. Everybody say amen. amen. Not saved without the gospel. Praise God. And we know angels aren't promoting it. <laughs> they believe in it, but they don't. They give us that chore. It says, um, it says, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. And that is an important aspect of the kingdom of God. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. Think about that. It says, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. And then he goes on down there and, and, and makes reference to some other things. But he talks about the gospel message, which is so, so very, very, very important. And, um, and that's what we want to keep in mind. 
Um, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the cross. The cross is an important aspect of salvation because of the perfect sacrifice that Jesus Christ um, was able to, um, to do. And, um, and so I'm so thankful that was done right out in the open. Everybody knew about it. That's just how it works. Praise God. That's why realistically, folks, there's going to be, nobody's going to be able to stand before God and say, I didn't know. That's not going to happen. And that's not a threat. That's just how, um, to the extent that God goes with this. When he fully discloses things. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like creation. God never kept the lid on creation. Every night you look up into the sky and there it is. You go, oh, what is that? You know, and, 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 um, and you can say, well, it must, must be somebody's painting. An artist painted that. Well, I mean, we can go into all kinds of reasonings and stuff like that, but God put it up there every night, praise God. In the daytime, you know, we see the blue skies. Everything is fully disclosed for God. That's why the scripture says in the first chapter of Romans that even creation itself testifies to the fact that there is God. Um, that doesn't give us the schematics. That doesn't give us all of the information. It just means that there is a creator. Praise God. And that's why um, Paul, when he preached to the, um, uh, to the church in Athens, that's one of the things he, he, he mentioned, praise God, is that he is there. He's right there. He's, you, can, you can find him. Praise God, and that's remarkable in Jesus' name. But when we talk about the resurrection um, in particular, and tonight we're talking about being a witness to the resurrection, and the greatest aspect of, of our being a witness to the resurrection is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That really is it, folks. Um, um, and, I, and I don't mean that, um, that it's just it, but that is it. Praise God, that the, the hope of God in us, the earnest of our um, expectation, that's all there. So you and I have the witness of, of the resurrection within us. We understand that. But um, it would have been something to be um, amongst that first party that went and, um, and, and, and went to that tomb. I mean, wouldn't that have been something? You know, to walk in there and see that there's nobody here. Whoa, yeah, I wonder what happened, you know. And the neat thing about it, and it's like God, that's why I encourage you to keep reading, keep studying, keep uh, marinating the word of God over in your minds um, and in your hearts all the time because every once in a while, uh, at least ways he does it for me, all of a sudden the light goes on. You know, you've been reading the stuff for years, you've been talking about it, you've been even um, taught about it, and all of a sudden, in a moment of, of God's revelation, it just all begins to make sense. And that's exactly what was happening after the resurrection. If you study these, these um, uh, scriptures um, that we're going to get to, I mean, it's just amazing how God can open up people's eyes. And I'm believing that that happens. I just do. Revelation has only one source, folks. It really does only have one source. And that is of God. There's nobody else can do that. People can pretend, they can make up stuff and all that business, but when it comes to true uh, biblical revelation, God is the author of that one. And he's the one that has to do it. Jesus said several times, you know, he said, there's no man can come unto the Father uh, or can come unto me unless the Father leads him. And so we understand that God is very, very busy all the time trying to promote that, that revelation in Jesus' name. And so along with the witnesses, and the ladies were the first ones, you know, you think about that. Um, I, and I'm not going to read too much into that, 
but it is true. I mean, they were the ones that were there. They got up early. The rest of us were sleeping. We were just trying to, we were going to check on God in the second shift. But, um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, they, they got there, and, 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 and it isn't remarkable, you know, how they went back, and they said, this happened, you know, and, and the skepticism that was there. And I'm not here to ruin anybody's parade. I'm not here to break them over the coals. I'm just saying, you know, we have to be careful with that. Not to say that that won't happen, but what do we do with it? What do we do with that? Because there's all kinds of that kind of stuff that can play into the picture. But um, what happened was, and this is the good news, is they begin to remember. Yeah, he was telling us something about this, wasn't he? This is what he was telling us was going to happen. And all of a sudden, they put two and two together. And this is what really makes all the difference in the world, praise God. So they remembered the words that Jesus said. And, and so this is what, um, uh, you know, this is what God was trying to help them to understand. And so the ladies, you know, study those out. Study those four gospels out, or not study them, but just read them over. And you're going to see that there's some tremendous things that were said then. Praise God. Now, the second time, or I shouldn't say the second place, but another place that we hear of, of, of Jesus as a witness or as Jesus trying to get his point across is found in the 24th chapter of the book of, of the Gospel of Luke. Let me point you there. Um, a very detailed account. It's not found anywhere else. Um, and it has to do with two people who were leaving the city. Do you have that... Um, there's a, like a slide that shows Emmaus, the distance of Emmaus from uh, Jerusalem. It's there. Yeah, there you go. There's the map. Praise God. And so the scripture says this is where they were. Amen. And, um, and again, I'm, I'm not going into an exhaustive study tonight. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to wet your whistle. I'm trying to get you to look into the scriptures and let God open up your heart to a few things um, and, and, and that type of thing. But uh, again, uh, uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12, has a lot to be said there. A lot of conversations were going on there, and, and things were being said and acted out, and, and people were just trying to put some things together. You know, you got to remember, they were scared, you know. Um, you know and, and, and personally, what I feel like was probably one of the, um, one of the um, obstacles is how they perceived Jesus should have done it. See, that's where I think we get into our biggest trouble sometimes. And I'm not here to say that we can't have dreams and, and wishes and all of that kind of business. But the, the scripture, or I should say the Jesus that we want to get to know is the Jesus that's described in scripture. Not the one that comes, you know, in our imagination or the one that we think should happen and that type of thing. And to me, that's where they all kind of were having a, a hard time. That's where the confusion was, you know. I mean, and so again... This is why the, the, the consistency with our study and coming to God and allowing him to show us things is so important in this because God can help us to put it together. That's what he can help us to do. Amen. I'm really, really believing and hoping and, and, and I, I'm just absolutely believing it's going to happen that that same type of thing is going to happen with the rapture of the church. When I first came into the church, there was so much confusion. There were actually apostolic brethren that would get into fights. 
Well, they didn't hit each other, but they were, boy, a couple of times I thought they might, you know. And I mean, this is the thing that happens when we get our own little idea of how things should go. And I'm not here to tell you that I have, you know, I have a corner on the market, man. I, I can tell you everything. Just meet me after church and I'll line it right out. It'll only cost you a hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I don't have that. I am dependent on God like you are. And so this is what we have to be careful, okay? Now watch this. The scripture says in verse number 13, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. You can see that up there on the map there, um, that they were heading out of the city. And I don't know why they were doing that, you know, but for some reason they were planning on leaving, and, and, and that's just the way it was. And they were going to a village called Emmaus. Okay, that's enough, brother. Uh, that, I appreciate you putting that up there. Which was about three uh, score four, uh, forelings, and that's about seven and a half miles is worth, worth what they were doing, okay? And they talked together of all the things that had happened. Buzz was around the city. The resurrection caused quite a buzz. Even the high priests and the priesthood um, of the Jews were scared. They didn't know what was going to happen, you know. And so they, these things were being talked of. And the Bible says, look at verse 15, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself, look at this, drew near and went with them. Imagine that. Praise God. You know, and the scripture says there, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Now, I'm not exactly sure why, but I got a feeling it had to do with the, what they were thinking, what they were reasoning, how they perceived God. And this is why, again, you know, we need God to help us to change these things. You know, the resurrection is something that we need to witness, and we need to be able to get it accurate. Amen. This is something that discourages people and sometimes can cause them to, um, you know, to miss the mark is that when people start telling them stories about how it was, you know, that type of thing. And so we have to be careful. Scripture says, and he said unto them, now look at this, Jesus is communicating with them, what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as we walk and are sad? What, do you, what are you guys talking about here? You know, and the scripture says, and one of them whose name was Cleopas answered, said unto him, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and has not known the things which have come to pass there in these days? Don't you understand what's going on here? Don't you, aren't you hooked up to the internet? I mean, come on. Don't you get the daily paper? I mean, you know, but, and, and so they were surprised that this guy didn't know anything about it. Now, of course, we understand this was Jesus, so he knew everything. He's quizzing them. Don't, don't be surprised that most of the time when you encounter Jesus, he's going to ask you a question. Think about it. And it's not some intimidation that he's trying to make you look bad and, and boy, he just wants to spoil your, your little parade. But the bottom line is, a lot of times questions can show where we're at. And so this is the, the case here. Now remember, the women came first. They went to that tomb. They wanted to be an eyewitness. They wanted to know what was going on, praise God. Their, own, their biggest problem was the rock. But God took care of that, didn't he? And they went in there, praise God, and God didn't leave them a note or anything like that, but they started putting two and two together. He told us this was going to happen. He said this was going to be the deal. In fact, I think I remember one time he said that they're going to put me in a tomb and three days later I'm going to come out of there. 
Now think about it. God has already communicated with you about some of the strategic things that he's doing in these last hours. Don't get them bungled up with somebody's, you know, rendition of this, you know. Let's just keep it straight. Let's just keep it in the Bible, praise God. Let's study these aspects of the resurrection and become, you know, perfected or complete in them, praise God, that we know what God is doing in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? Because the spirit of revelation is, is, you know, comes from God, and he wants to help us to know these things. And then it mentions that, that we got to keep remembering. we got to keep running these things over in our minds in Jesus' name. And so here you have it, praise God. You know, we got to remember his promises. we got to remember what he's doing, praise God, in Jesus' name. And so... Um, uh, uh, and, and so Jesus in verse 19 says unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. He was more than a prophet, wasn't he? He was almighty God. That's what Jesus was trying to get across to these guys. Amen. And how the chief priests and our rulers, verse 20, delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted, now here it comes, look at verse 21. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Look at somebody and say, don't get the cart before the horse. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing right there. See, their idea was God come down here and save Israel. Amen. And so this is, again, one of those things that, that, that questions, that clarifications can help and, and that type of thing. And so the Bible says that, you know, we had, we had trusted. Whoa. My goodness. Did you keep all that in? Don't anybody sit in front of him. I'm just kidding. Whoa. My goodness. That one woke me up. I think I can teach the rest of the Bible study now. Oh, probably keep me awake half the night too. No, I'm having too much fun here. Okay, but look at this, verse 21 again. Let me reiterate it. It says, we trusted that, he, that it had been him that's going to redeem Israel. And besides this today, the third day since these things were done. What's that got to do with it? Yeah. And then it says, yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. Come on, this stuff is starting to get out now. Come on. And this is what you and I, we can, um, uh, we can, we can trust, praise God, in the name of Jesus. That God is the one. He's going to show us. And if we'll stick around, we'll just keep, keep coming back. Keep, you know, reiterating the things of God over in our minds. I'm going to tell you something, folks. These things are going to get planted deep inside. You know, the Word of God has got a way of attaching itself to you. And this is why I, I, I am so adamant about it, you know. Read it, study it, listen to it, do whatever you have to. Study the scriptures, for they are they which testify of me. That's what Jesus said. And so if we're going to talk about the resurrection, that's what we need to do in Jesus' name. And so let me, let me rush on here just a little bit faster here. The Bible says, um, uh, and certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even as or even so as the women had said, but he they saw not. So again, this stuff is starting to stack up. 
You know, the women came back and said, he's not there. You know, Peter, impetuous Peter, you know, man, he's out the door. You know, John's kind of trailing after him and that type of thing. But the bottom line is, man, he wants to see for himself. I like people like that. I do. I like people that don't take it third party. I like people who will come to services. We have them all the time that come in here. I know what they're doing. They're curious. They've heard about us. They've heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they're coming in and they're seeing. Now, I'm not going to give a show projector here, but I believe that there are things that God will begin to witness to them so that they can begin to be drawn in, in Jesus' name. And the word will confirm itself. It will. And so here you've got it, praise God. Now, Jesus is going to, sh going to sh share with us a little bit of the problem that we have when it comes to the things of God. Look at verse 25 there. Then, said, or then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. That's still our problem. Remember when Jesus was having that debate with those guys about the resurrection? Remember that? Hey, let's come up with a scenario he can't compete with. God, God, wife got married seven different times. When she gets to heaven, man, what's going to happen there? You know, ooh, going to stump God, huh? Yeah, well, Jesus came up with it, and he wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. He just said, listen, you err. Do you remember the two reasons why they erred? Come on, you don't know the word, and you don't know the power. Now, come on, you and I have access to that. That's why the scripture says when Jesus was witnessing to the, his disciples the last time, one of the last times, he said, you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. But why do we depend on other means? Why do we do that? Yeah, somebody's got an answer to that. Let me know, okay? Sometimes that really, really messes things up. But I think that this verse 25 has a little bit to do with that. Sometimes we're a little bit slow to believe the things of God. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to speed things up. Come on, we just put a new modem in that, in that um, um, computer here last week. Man, we got a hot rod. We do. And so if we can do that in a, in a computer, why can't we do that in our brains? Why can't we start dishing, or, you know, getting rid of some of the stuff that conflicts with the Word of God and start believing what the Lord wants us to believe about the resurrection? What do you say? Why don't we just lift up our hands right now and tell the Lord, tell Him, that's going to happen, God, because you told me it could. Come on, let's get rid of the conflict. Let's quit listening to some of these things out there that want to try to take away from the Word of God in Jesus' name. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. I feel that tonight. Come on, there's a spirit of revelation in this place. There is the spirit of revelation from Jesus Christ, the original. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, Lord God. That's right. Help us to, help us to know the resurrection and, and to have peace in it. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. That's what he does. Now, now, I'm going to give somebody a little bit of encouragement here. What did Jesus do? I'll tell you what he did. Look at this. Look at verse number, um, uh, um, uh, well, let me just read verse 25 and 26. It says, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered for these things and to enter into his glory? Yeah. It says, And beginning at Moses. Look at this. You know, the Bible says, and all the prophets, he expounded. Do you know what the word expounded means there? 
It literally means, I got it written down here, it means to explain thoroughly. That's what it does. I don't know how long this Bible study took, but Jesus took the time and he said, okay guys, let's go back to the beginning. Remember the big debate about, the, about divorce in the 19th chapter of, 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 of Matthew? Oh yeah, Moses, man, he screwed everything up and all that kind of business. You know, and, and, and Jesus wasn't going to get involved in that debate. He just said, let's go back to the beginning. How did God want it to be from the beginning? And a lot of times you do yourself well. That's why every year you should go back to the beginning, start over, begin to read it again, go back again, read it again, go back again and read it again because you'd be surprised what God could explain to you when you, just, when you start reading it the way he wants you to read it. Now I'm telling you the truth, folks. This is what God wants to do. That's why we put so much credit, praise God, on reading our Bibles and studying the Bibles. And so the scripture says that he began there, he began with the prophets, and the Bible says he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the, the things concerning himself. Wow, he is really putting this thing together now, isn't he? And so this is what we must understand. This is what God wants to do for each and every one of you in here. Come on, folks. All of us have found ourselves on the Emmaus Road. We've all found ourselves disappointed because he didn't do what I wanted him to do at Jerusalem. And so I'm going to take on down the road there, and I'm going to take a little hike here. Come on. We've all found ourselves that place. And when you find yourself in that place, turn yourself around and say, listen, I'm going to go back to the beginning. I'm going to give my God, my, God, my Savior, an opportunity to begin to explain things to me. I'm going to go into the scriptures. I'm going to pray harder. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to fast. I'm going to believe that God is going to give me a word from the Lord, that revelation, praise God, impartation, understanding is all going to come to me every time in the name of Jesus. Come on, I believe the Lord wants to do that. And it isn't just about the resurrection. This is a big subject. Don't misunderstand me, folks. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, when you stay with Jesus and you allow him to do his part. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip through some things. But look at verse number 31. Look what eventually happens. This is in Luke 24 and 31. It says, their eyes were open. Come on, has anybody ever had an experience like that? Come on, I've had many of those kind of experiences where I've been studying the Word or doing something, getting something together for a complete different subject, and all of a sudden, praise God, while I was listening to the Word, God said, Hey, hey, do you remember this? And I had to stop myself, praise God, and go in there and say, That really says that. Come on, this is a happy time. This is what God's got for us. Oh, hallelujah. He's got a great antidote for the, for the Emmaus Road. He does. So the women went first. The Emmaus Road came second. And, and I'm going to tell you something. And the rest of the disciples, they kind of got on board in Jesus' name. Now let me give you one, one last um, uh, scenario here, okay? And we're talking about, you know, being witnesses. And that's really the ultimate goal that God has for us in this life. One of the ultimate goals other than making it is for you and I to be witnesses, praise God, that people can hear about this. Whether What they do with it is beside the point, you know. I could see Peter on the day of Pentecost. My goodness, if I mentioned to them about Joel, they're going to think we're drunk, so I might as well not even go into it. Well, he doesn't do that. He doesn't get intimidated. He stands up and he says, this is that. Let me clarify. These guys aren't drunk. This is a prophecy that Joel gave to us, praise God. 
And so you see the boldness that has that. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. Boldness has a very close association with anointing. It really does. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about a holy boldness because what it does is it helps to pierce that word through. Sometimes that's exactly what people need. They need to hear, praise God, that this is the true stuff in Jesus' name. Now, in the Gospel of John, chapter number 20, as I told you before, this is, again, one of those renditions that God gave us about the resurrection. And, 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 it's, and it's a beautiful story. There's no question about it, you know. And again, it starts off with Mary, and it starts off with the ladies and that type of thing. And, um, um, and, and the Scripture says, I want you to go to verse 18, brother, 20 and 18. This is in John, chapter number 20. <clears throat> Scripture says Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Why did she see the Lord? Because she hung around the tomb a little bit. Yeah, you need to read these things. There's reasons why things happen. Come on, folks. There's reasons why people come to apostolic churches today and they get blessed. They get revelation. They get encouraged. They get their victories, praise God. Yeah, they got their troubles and their problems, but they get the victory. Why is that? Because they're in the right place. That's what the deal is. And so you and I, we must recognize that, praise God. Let's not be so slow. Tap the person next to you in the line, in, in right next to you, tap him in his shoulder or her in his shoulder and say, quit being so slow. Get a little faster. Praise God. Praise God. Get some speed. Well, the Bible says in verse number 19, the very next day, or I'm not sorry, sorry about that, verse 19, then the same day at evening, look at this, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst, and what's he telling them? Peace. Come on, come on, peace unto you. Jesus wants to bring peace into your situation. And he can do that, praise God. This is beautiful. This all happened in the same day, by the way. Go ahead and follow that chronological order and you'll see it. And the Bible says in verse 20, it says, And when he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then then were the disciples glad. You know what that literally means? That means they were filled with joy. This is him. Yes. Aren't you glad you went to service that night? Come on, I'm telling you, that's what it is. And then the scripture says in verse 21, Then said Jesus to them, Again, peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And here's one where people get it messed up. Watch. The Bible says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I had somebody tell me that. I said, Well, look at that. They received the Holy Ghost. They weren't speaking in tongues there. I said, That was a prerequisite. I said, Did the last time Jesus spoke to them, which was not here, I said, It's in the first chapter of the book of Acts. He told them to go back to Jerusalem and to tarry for the Holy Ghost. If they had received the Holy Ghost there, right then, I said, He wouldn't have had to said that, would he? It's like the guy got caught with his pants. No, I shouldn't say that. He got caught. I mean, seriously, that was, oh, I didn't see that. Well, why don't you try reading the whole Bible? Instead of trying going through the Word and trying to pick out your little, your, your size of, of what you want to happen. See, folks, we got to put this thing together. 
That's what God commissions us to do. And I know that takes a lot of time. Many of you that are going through the Bible this year, you've never spent so much time in the Bible. You haven't, and I commend you for it. It's going to be worth it. Keep doing that. Come on, there's not a newspaper in this world that's, that's worth more than God's Word. And so a lot of things can get explained by repetition. God will do that. And so this is what he did. Amen. And so in verse 24, this is what I wanted to get to, and this is the, the, one of the last ones I want to give to you before we see the video. You got the video too? Okay, great. You know, who wasn't there? Yeah, and I'm not here to blame him, you know. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he just had too many important things he had to do. I don't know. I'm not going to weigh into that one either. All I'm saying is he wasn't there. And the scripture says, you know, the other disciples therefore said unto him, they're witnessing now, you know, in verse 25, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall put my hands, you know, the, or I, I, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not, uh, I will not believe. That's not for me, folks. I'm not into putting my hand in, somebody's side, in the side of somebody's body here. You know, Jesus just showed me that. I'd say, okay, that's good enough. For, here, let me get my iPhone here. I'll take a picture of it. You know, that'd be good enough for me. But the bottom line is, you, you look at what he's doing here. He said, I want to be sure. And so the scripture says after eight days again, you know, you've got to understand, the scripture tells us in the first chapter of the book of Acts, I think it's in the first few verses there, that, that Jesus appeared to his disciples for over 40 days, or for about 40 days there. So I don't know what time this is or, and how this links up with the chronological order. All I'm saying is that we've got to make up our mind that every time, you know, we believe that Jesus is going to be there, we've got to be there. And so eight days later, here he is. You know, the scripture says, Thomas was with them. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut, you know. And, um, and then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, here he is again, his famous statement. Praise God. That's what I think of. I'm sorry, I just do. You know, but the bottom line is he's bringing peace with him. Come on, start expecting that. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You want to get over your slowness? Anybody here want to get over their slowness? Okay, allow the peace of God that goes beyond your understanding to come into every situation. That's what will take care of that. That's what we need. We need to call upon the peace of God. Let this thing, Lord God, get unraveled right in front of me, praise God. Don't let me go off, you know, to, 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 to Aeneas. Don't let me do that. Let me stay right here and let me check it out in Jesus' name. I know the Lord is dealing with a lot of you here tonight about that. And I'm going to tell you something. God wants to give you the cure. And one of the cures is his peace. Let the peace of God that goes beyond your understanding. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. That is so important. Amen. Now, God explained it all in Scripture, but they were too slow. Praise God. they got to keep up with God. And in these last days, that's one of the things that you and I are going to have to do. We're going to have, now, God isn't going to, you know, going to wear us out, but he's going to keep moving. And in your lives, you've felt that, haven't you? You know, you don't do what you know you're supposed to do on a regular basis. Two or three days later, you feel like you're behind God, don't you? 
Well, come on, that's absolutely the truth. That's why you signed up for a daily thing. You didn't sign up for a weekly thing. You didn't sign up for a monthly thing. You signed up for every day. Come on, somebody in this place, you need to make that commitment tonight that, hey, this is going to be different for the rest of this year. I'm going to start doing this on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hand right now and tell the Lord that that's what you intend to do. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be to the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. So here's Jesus bringing his peace again. And the scripture says, you know, he says to Thomas, he didn't say, boy, Thomas, you really are pathetic. My goodness, you can't believe me for what I tell you? No, he didn't do that. Jesus' peace doesn't do that kind of stuff. What he says is whatever it takes. Come on, Tom, if you want to come up here and you want to do this, go ahead, go for it, praise God. I just want you to know, and I want you to understand tonight, congregation, and those of you that are sitting on line tonight, that God wants you to know. He doesn't want you to guess at this stuff. And so here he is. He said, you know, um, and, and, and Thomas, his famous quote there in verse 28, I'm still in John 20, he says, my Lord and my God, you know, I had a guy that was struggling with oneness one time, and I brought this scripture up, you know, to him. And he says, well, but you know that Thomas was just overwhelmed with, 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 with euphoria and with, and, and with emotion. And I looked at that guy and I said, do you really believe that? And he never did answer me. But the bottom line is, he called him my Lord and my God. Think the guy, was that blind? Come on, that's what I'm talking about here, praise God. J Thomas recognized him as the Lord and God. And that's what it is. And so Jesus said, he said, because thou hast seen me, in verse 29, now this is Jesus, he said, telling them, because thou hast seen me, he says, thou, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Praise God. I'm looking at some of those folks right here tonight. In Jesus' name. God loves that about you. Praise God. We're going to see him, by the way, folks. We are going to see him. Amen. But right now, you and I, we got the down payment called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's what you and I, we need, we need to keep, keep at that as, 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 as much as we can in Jesus' name. And so again, you know, the witness of the resurrection is all around us today. You are a witness. You are a witness. Come on, that's what God has claimed for you. You become his witness, praise God, that these things are true. Very first Bible study, after I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost I got into, I had four Baptist guys try to talk me out of receiving the Holy Ghost. I'm serious. I couldn't believe they were doing that, but they did. And all I could answer was that when they got done ridiculing me and telling me it wasn't true, I said, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I received something. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to keep seeking that something that I have received in Jesus' name. That's what I'm talking about. You have a witness of the resurrection right inside of you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Don't let somebody that has a little bit of an argument try to talk you out of that. Amen. Let's, let's use a little bit of boldness in Jesus' name. You got that video? Why don't you go ahead and play it? I believe sharing your personal testimony with unbelievers is the most powerful witnessing tool that there is. When our son, who's now 18, was born, he was born with a partial cleft of the soft palate. 
uh, literally the, the roof of his mouth was, was gaping open and there was no ability for him to create suction to like suck a bottle. Uh, when he was two weeks old, we were at Arkansas Children's Hospital and in the parking lot, we had a prayer meeting. We took him in and while the doctor was holding him, the doctor looked at his mouth and somewhere between the parking lot and the doctor's office, that portion of his mouth completely sealed up and everything was formed like it was supposed to be. A miracle happened literally as we walked across the parking lot. Last year, uh, again, our son is now 18, and last year while he was in a youth group meeting, there was a young man there who uh, professed to be an atheist. Easton pulled him aside at the end of the service and said, uh, I I think there's something you need to know about this God we serve. And he showed him inside of his mouth and explained what happened to him when he was born in this this two-week time period of going from you know, having all of these medical issues to being totally healed. And he's aware of all those stories and he has this incredible testimony. The young man looked in his mouth and told Easton, well, maybe there is a God. A few months later, that young man attended Missouri Youth Convention and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He and his brother now faithfully attend our church and are very active in our youth group. And he's told Easton that it was that story that helped convince him that there really is a God who can love, who can heal, and who can save. I'm proud of my son for sharing his personal testimony and seeing a life completely changed for eternity, all because of what God did in his life. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Somebody needs to receive that tonight. Your testimony is not dull. Your testimony is not insignificant. Come on, folks. I'm telling you something. Your testimony is the thing that might unlock the door for somebody in this city in the name of Jesus. Come on, keep that in mind, praise God. You know, the scripture says, and let me conclude here tonight, uh, and again, we're just we're talking about the resurrection. The resurrection is, is, a, is a big deal. God wants that to be a witness, praise God. And so the scripture says, you know, that when, when, when Jesus was with them, I'm talking about the two guys in, in AM, what was the name of the city? E. Emmaus, yes. And, and their eyes were open. The, one of the things that they testified about was the fact that didn't our hearts burn within us? There was something here that was already telling us that this is the real deal, you know? And so the Bible teaches us that, you know, that, um, that, that Jesus is there to open up these scriptures to us. He is there to let us know, praise God, that, that we have a powerful witness in Jesus' name. And later on when Jesus, now you, you understand that the, the gospel of Luke chapter 24 kind of runs right into the, 20, the first chapter of the book of Acts. And so there's a little bit of a, you know, you got to kind of uh, wade through that a little bit. But the scripture says that he opened their understanding. And literally, if you study that word understanding there, it literally means to put it all together. That's what God has intend for you and I as Bible students. He wants to help us to put it all together, praise God. And I'll tell you something, there's nobody that can explain it more thoroughly than him in Jesus' name. Let's stand tonight. Sunday, we're going to be having our Easter service here, and I'm anticipating a great move of God. Come on, a great witness is going to be here, special singing, and there's just going to be good things that are going to happen. So keep, keep inviting people, keep asking people to come and that type of thing. And then Sunday night, if you're not busy, we're going to have our, our, our um, communion service, and that's always special. Praise God to remember what the Lord has done and and watch him heal people in the name of Jesus. So a a power-packed weekend is ahead of us, praise God. What do you say that we just lift up our hands right now and we ask the Lord to use us? 
Come on, let's ask the Lord to use us in the meantime. Praise God.